0: Hello, welcome back to the Ox Plug where we agree that Bigfoot is probably a cuddler. I'm Krispy Krab. I am Mr. Jaywit. I am Halion. And today we are talking about cryptids. No, not your mother-in-law. Fictional creatures. Ho, ho, ho. So,
1: what the heck is a cryptid? I'm sure somebody out there may be asking.
2: For the uninformed viewer, uh cryptids are fake animals that people get way too into.
0: Nah, It's not like there's a big
2: (laughs) hunting society. The Loch Ness Monster definitely doesn't have a whole ecosystem behind it. Oh my Mm -hmm. god. (laughs) If we're gonna get into that fucking
0: rabbit hole, the Loch Ness Monster.
1: Well, but basically exactly what you mean. It is a a theorized, rumored, or legendary animal, creature, being thing that has some sort of mystery behind it that there is no acceptable proof or truth of, but yet urban legends and mysteries still exist. It is some something yeah. that exists outside of the known uh, animal kingdom. It's a it's a it, like the, the study of it is literally called cryptozoology, but it's not an ex, an actual accepted scientific field. I mean, it it exists. Yeah. It is a thing, but it's not one that's generally considered real
0: it's generally one that's doesn't have peer review in academia
2: because otherwise you're, it would just be a regular ass thing
1: right well you kind of have but don't you have to prove that a certain species or a creature exists before you can be said to actually be able to scientifically study it
0: well see that's the fun thing about cryptozoology you can write your name on a piece of paper and make yourself a doctor so
1: dr crispy bigfootologist
0: oh god I hope not. I don't <laughs> want to be known as a bigfootologist. <laughs>
1: okay, squatchologist. Oh, okay, squatch-ologist. that's better. Because
0: bigfootologist—that's an entirely different ball game.
1: I want to see that now. I'm going to make you like one of those like little desk plaques, you know, you know, the one oh that's like God. you know, boss, where it's just going to say, "Dr. Kraut, licensed squatchologist."
0: Mm-hmm. I'll put it on my desk. I don't care. I feel like when it comes to cryptids, most people generally think of something like Bigfoot. That tends to be the the most pop culture version it is also the most like used i guess right yeah you could say it's a it, it's like the marvel of cryptids you know
1: well it's the one that's probably the most mainstream because of particularly all the attention that it got in the 70s when that particular film came out of the guy obviously in a gorilla costume that people have not obsessed over what ever since. He's
2: a, are you telling me he's not real? I am very Well, I
0: mean the seventies really. was the time for drug use. So I mean, like you do enough shrooms, you'll think Bigfoot's real.
1: But if you think about it, there in a lot of different cultures in a lot of different parts of the world, there exist rumors of ape like men beings, whatever, that live out in the woods that nobody ever seems to, you know, ever no one can catch, nobody has any proof of. Um, lots of different places. I mean you've got you've got bigfoot in the pacific northwest you've got the abominable snowman or the yeti out in i guess that's what nepal in um there's all sorts of other ones that exist in different parts of the us that are slightly less known but it's the the idea that there's some sort of lost you know lost
0: offshoot the missing link as it were yeah
1: it's the the, the, the offshoot you know maybe these are the you know, the ones that didn't evolve into humans, but they continued to evolve into a more to stay a more ape-like or whatever.
0: I guess what you're saying.
1: Never mind the fact that no one's ever shot one, no one's ever found them, because we totally would if someone had the chance. No one's ever uh-huh. found bones or a carcass or a scat, or just any, any of the proof of any other creature uh, that could that you would generally want to find, just some sort of proof of any kind
0: yeah it's one of those things where it's like in theory it sounds very plausible and then it's like where's the proof and it's just like you get some rednecks that put deer guts in a uh, gorilla costume and said it's bigfoot which is a real thing that actually happened
1: yes it did now i like the idea of cryptids i loved like when i was a kid just the very concept of bigfoot was fascinating. oh i love cryptids yeah Like, it was just a really, like, interesting, like a, like, I was fascinated by that, by Loch Ness Monster, um, what was one of the other, of course, the, the Yeti, you know, I just, I thought it was amazing that you've got these just creatures that no one had ever seen that just, you know, are hiding out there.
0: There's all sorts of weird shit in the woods.
1: We actually have, well, I call those relatives. (laughs)
0: Um, See, I was gonna make the joke about that, but...
1: Oh, I'll make the joke, and it's not entirely a joke. Um, But you know, we've got a a couple uh, here in the in Georgia, where I'm from. There's a a river. I'm gonna butcher this because I never can say it right.
0: The Davida River.
1: The Atlamaha, which which is down in South Georgia, and there's one. Yeah, you're welcome that is referred to as the Alti. It's supposed to be kind of a, like a Loch Ness Monster type, but like a lot smaller. It's supposed to be about a 70 feet long with the head of an alligator. It's mm-hmm. supposed to be like, like, imagine like a super giant eel with an alligator head. Duh, that's been one that's supposedly been seen for years and years and years and years. Now,
0: I feel like we ran into something like that in our Delta Korean game.
1: Also, the area where it supposedly first been, has been seen also happened to also be heavily settled by uh, Scots uh, in uh, in the 18th century. And so that's when some of the stories started coming about. So uh, who's to say that that's really what happened, or if maybe it was just them wanting to kind of import their own, you know, Nessie?
0: Maybe a bit of both, really. I mean, look at how much tourism Loch Ness Ronster brings into... Loch Ness itself, you know? And they've
1: still never found anything. All the studies, all the...
0: And I, and I guarantee you, if you come out with proof that uh, the Loch Ness monster isn't real, everyone there is going to probably bust your kneecaps.
2: I thought someone said that, like, it's actually just like a whale penis that was just sticking up, because apparently they do that occasionally. It's very possible, but I mean, I wouldn't
1: go telling the locals. First, you'd have to get a whale into the lock. And then he would have uh, to
0: Okay. Is this where we start talking about how it's above sea level with all these caverns?
1: Well, again, again, this doesn't want to I just don't want this to be like, oh, we're gonna be shitting on Cryptid's cast. But I'm up for that though. But all the different I I love the mystery. Lot? I love the idea. <laughs> I, I love the idea of Nessie. I really do. But all the quote unquote evidence, all of the pictures, all the photos, everything that we've had have either been flat out debunked by, you know, experts as either having been faked, admitted to have been faked, or have been studied and explained and can be completely explained away as a natural phenomenon in the brain wanting to see what it wants to see. Uh, they, They did a DNA analysis of the water and didn't find any evidence of any unexplained DNA. Everything they could find in the waters could be identified to known
0: species. Yeah, old Terry here took a shit in the late. We picked that up. There is one cryptid that probably hasn't been debunked debunked. And that is the grays. The grays. I think they count. I I guess, I don't know. I mean, is they not like
2: uh, aliens aren't exactly I I would argue that cryptids have to be
0: of this earth. Otherwise, I, I I disagree because you have things like the Flatwoods monster, which is somewhat debated to be an alien creature, but it is also a cryptid. If viewer, if listeners aren't aware what the Flatwood monster is, it's a I West don't. Virginia invention of, uh, or it's a West Virginia cryptid. I don't want to say invention because who knows? Maybe they're right. It's basically uh, this weird alien sort of creature that. Essentially, like a metallic skirt, and it's very mysterious and all these sorts of things.
1: It's a metallic skirt and mysterious, so Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I was going to say E. Pop, but you know, Lady Gaga works as well. Could be Prince back at it again.
1: Ah, uh, but he's
0: dead. That we think he is. Is Elvis the best crypt I would say he's definitely one of the best.
2: <laughs> I, I do love the, all of the uh, the Elvis
0: isn't dead stuff.
1: That's probably we don't know that,
0: that Elvis <laughs> isn't a skinwalker like Men in Black. Like
1: because you know when you are have oodles and oodles of money and you're still one of the biggest recording stars in the world.
0: Oh, he definitely didn't blow all that money on drugs. Definitely, yeah. Not. Des- despite not yeah.
1: being at the peak of your career anymore, what you want to do is fake your death and walk away from all of it with no money, no anything, to just disappear.
2: That's what normal rich people do, right? Right. Yeah, sure. so it's a regular uh,
0: JFK Jr. of a time.
1: Yeah, because, cause, you know, that's what rock stars want. They, they want to not They want draw, anonymity. Yeah, they don't want to draw attention to themselves. They don't want to be, you know, admired, because cause, cause that's what really, you know, attracts people.
0: That's how you know they're real. Yeah, man. Kurt Cobain was killed by the Mothman. like
1: The Mothman. Now that's an interesting cryptid.
0: Oh, the Mothman is probably one of my favorite cryptids. Just because I just like the AG of this giant moth dude. Just chilling. Well, it, it, and the Mothman is unique in that
1: you basically just see this mysterious large guy get spotted in and around places. It started back in the 60s. With giant wings, dark, like just dark, dark. You can't even really see what he looks like. Everything on him is dark, except with glowing red eyes. It always seemed like you would see it, and it would just fly away. You know, It wasn't like interacting with anybody. But then they began to corroborate the appearance of the moth band with tragedies. Like in 1946, there was the, the Silver Bridge in the community of Point Pleasant uh, in West Virginia collapsed and people had just had just seen the mothman right before this and there was a couple of other little instances where you know either there was a fire or really horrific like a train derailment or something where people would say they had just seen the mothman days before and so it's the mothman itself isn't known as much for its terror as much as it's known as more of a harbinger of like horror and bad things that are coming along
0: yeah like lady gaga exactly I, I do think the Mothman is pretty interesting, though. Um, I, you know, I think Harbinger of Doom is taking too much credit for it. He might have just been hanging around and been like, yo, this bridge ain't, is fucked up.
2: He's just a building inspector. He shows up with. Oh, my God. Head. Yes. It's <laughs> just like.
0: Mm. He works for OSHA.
1: <laughs> yes. The Mothman is like a cryptid OSHA. OSHA. <laughs> oh, that's much better yeah, you got to get this shit up to
2: code, man. <laughs> he just shows up. He's like, there's too many locks on this bridge. It's fucked.
0: It's like, you guys are oh gonna oh to my God, he's important to do it. He's it's like, no, this bridge is way past its inspection date. Like I, I could see the rust wearing away the supports here. Like. And that's why his
1: eyes glow so red because he's so frustrated by the fact that he's <laughs> obvious <laughs> glaring safety issues. But he's a moth, so nobody can understand it when he's trying to warn everybody, right? So he's just right? he's just completely frustrated.
0: I'm, I'm not gonna lie this this whole time we've been talking about mothman i've been thinking of that one gif that's out there of mothman where he's just standing there and all of a sudden he pulls out a knife because i can just imagine being like that. I was like you guys need to get this shit up to code
2: <laughs> or or it's like the portents of mothman and it's just a clipboard it's like oh no he's coming <laughs> He just shows up with
0: a clipboard and a hard hat on, just like, all
1: yes. right, yeah, it's got a, it's got a hard hat. It's got little safety goggles over his glowy red eyes, and he's got like, a, uh, it's got, you know, he doesn't have a shirt or anything because he's just like covered in, in fuzz, but he still has oh, he's somehow, a a little, it's, he's it's still cool. got like a little little pocket protector with a little pin and, and you know ruler in it and stuff, and he's just got, and he's just like flapping around checking off stuff. All right, some somebody make an uh, an official OSHA lanyard. Of some kind, but with a picture of Mothman on it. And it just says Mothman for the, for the name part.
0: Yeah, you, you gotta have Mothman over the Silver Lake Bridge, and, the, and then around it, you just have safety first. Oh, this is so dumb.
1: Well, that's what makes it great. I know. We There's an, another one from my neck of the woods. It's primarily more known for Florida, but it's supposedly been seen in parts of Georgia and Alabama. But uh, as far back as like the early 1800s, people began referring to a man-sized monkey who were harassing fishermen around the the swamps of the rivers down in Florida. And they began, it was large ape-like creature that had this horrendous smell. And it was supposed to be kind of a light colored. Would you say it's a skunk ape? That's exactly what they called it, the skunk ape. Uh, Where it was supposed to be this giant light-haired monkey that's just horrifically stank.
2: Are you sure it wasn't just a skunk?
1: I'm not sure it just wasn't Florida Man.
0: Oh. (laughs) Yeah, it literally (laughs) could have been anything. It could have been like Jimmy Buffett, rest in peace. Aw, Jimmy. Too soon? Uh, Since it was
1: like yesterday.
0: (laughs) Wow, Um, way to date the episode,
2: thanks. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know. They'll discover that we record a lot of these early
1: yeah no um, not us hey every if you haven't figured it out yet everything about me is dated
0: i wasn't gonna say anything but i mean
1: no i i'm the, i'm the old man i'll earn it i i own it um but the hard part about me with believing the skunk is exists is
0: the fact it's called skunk game
1: well but if it's wandering around in the in the swamps and rivers of florida they got gators down there i don't think they would last that long yeah that's the other thing like
2: Hey, Leanne, I love you. Uh, They will absolutely be hunters hunting the shit out of that thing. That will be um, jerky by the end of the week if anyone has ever seen it.
1: That's what what I'm saying. (laughs) I know my people, right? (laughs) Now, I'm not claiming Florida as my people, but I know my people in general. You could kind of assume what I'm talking about. And absolutely, there would be people out there hunting. it. Somebody would have shot one, if not by accident somebody would have shot one. They're going to go out there. Somebody's going to go out there and shoot it. It's just going to happen. It might be, you know, somebody's going to go out in their backyard one day and look down on the edge of their property. And right there in the tree line is going to be the little skunk ape, you know, and he's going to, you know, he'd be you know, eating a, a berry or something. Maybe he's taking a, a quiet dump, you know, over there by the juniper bushes and, you know, hey
0: man, when you gotta go, you
1: gotta go. Roy's gonna go grab this, the thirty yacht six and take a shot because you know, boy, Margaret, just wait to the boys down at the at the VA here about this one. I mean, that's just how it's gonna happen. To quote a uh, a brilliant piece of cinema back home, I got a taxidermy man who's gonna have a field day when he sees what I brought him.
0: Is that tremors?
1: No, that was uh, Quint from Jaws. Oh, I think he actually says a heart attack when he sees what I brought him.
0: I I can believe that as well. Jaws is a cryptid I would say. Um
1: the giant shark I would say is because listed on one of the more common cryptids is the megalodon, uh, which for anyone that has never heard of or not aware which I find it hard to believe because it's kind of become kind of pretty mainstream over the last 15-20 years.
2: I mean, it uh, is just a big shark. Like that it was an actual thing.
1: Right. Yeah, the megalodon shark was a humongous shark that lived 23 to, between 23 and about 4 million years ago, that reportedly did go extinct. It, it disappeared from the fossil record. The name Megalodon means Big Tooth, because you can still find its teeth, and the teeth are gigantic. They, they look like, kind of like great white teeth, which the Megalodon is thought to resemble of great white, to a degree. But if you take the megalodon teeth, if you took some of the largest ones ever found, which are about the size of your hand, like the entire hand, so basically like a, like a very small plate. Um, if, the, if some of the largest ones ever found are the average size teeth of a megalodon, then they could have potentially grown up to 120 feet long. So, you're talking about a shark large enough to swallow a bus. Um, just
0: think it' swallow a hole,
1: yeah. most scientists agree that more than likely, the largest teeth that we find are indicative of the largest teeth in a full si- of a full-size adult, meaning they probably grew to between fifty and sixty feet. still huge, still I mean, enormous don't want to talk with it, yeah. like jaws was only twenty five feet long. So imagine, Double jaws, basically. Um, when you can figure how massive jaws, meaning Bruce the shark model in the movie, they fed on whales. They fed on other sharks like themselves. Um, they have. They have. Scientists have found petrified whale spines with megalodon teeth still embedded in them.
0: Holy shit!
1: So, like, they were an apex predator, but they basically disappeared.
0: That's Crazy thing.
1: There's still thought and people that believe that somewhere out there in the deeps of the ocean that the Megalodon may still exist because there'll be, you know, rumors of giant sharks and other things that have been seen and things. There was a famously, there was a a U2, not a U2, there was a U boat in World War II that was attacked by something. Um, The uh, Sia Cortez in. Well, that's just turning into
0: 20,000 leagues into the sea at that point. Just.
1: Yeah. But yeah, like the Sea of Cortez, just below uh, California and in Mexico, has for years and years and years and years and years had what's called the the Black Devil, which is supposed to be this gigantic black, solid black shark that just attacks anything that comes near it. Um, but if you look at it scientifically, there's just no possible way for it to still exist because the only way it could, the only way we would not have run into it. Over the next last few million years, as if it was living in the deepest, deepest parts of the ocean, which it just biologically was not designed to do. Good old
0: giant squid uh, spots. Well, that's the thing to think about, too. It's, um, you know, you have the giant squid, which people thought was a myth until they started washing up or people started catching them. And that, that brings up an interesting point. When does a cryptid stop being a cryptid and start being something that's in real life?
1: It, see, that's a very good point that you bring. Who's to say that everything we think of as encrypted now didn't have? You know, some of them probably had some bases. Oh yeah. You know the the Kraken, which was said to be, you know, uh, was first referenced like in the by the Norse, I think, back in like the 12th or 13th century. Um, but it was supposed to be this like giant, mile wide cephalopod. Delicious
2: um, cuttlefish. I do love some cuttlefish.
1: We've never seen it. It's supposed to be like, you know, to reach up and be able to crack a ship in half and, dr- and drag it under the, under the waves. And we've never seen anything remotely that. But we did first, we did start seeing the giant fish uh, squid and then the colossal squid. And so we have found evidence over the last several decades. And so there are incredibly large cephalopods in the deepest parts of the ocean. We know that's per- that f- for the most part we know that because they've found sperm whales hunting them and they fa- and they've they've killed them and found giant tentacles inside their bellies. So or
0: they've seen scars on them from battling giant squids, from that the suction too. cups.
1: So and and I, so I think that's one of the important things that when we're the ocean I, I feel
2: is a different beast. In terms of this stuff, though, that's, the I think, the, the real key.
0: I, I think, at least.
2: That's true. Because we don't look in the bottom of the ocean nearly as much as the woods nearby.
0: Oh, definitely not.
1: Yeah, it's a lot easier to go explore the mountains and the woods than it is to visit the Challenger Deep. Yeah. Uh, plus, we can literally scan the surface of the globe with radar. It's still harder, you know, we can get a good... You know, good idea of image and pictures and stuff of what's on the surface. It's hard to take any imagery below the ocean without literally going there.
2: Uh, Like you can do sonar, but that's not checking like
0: flesh. Well, it's like you look at some of the creatures that we've seen in the deep and they definitely look something very alien to us because they are. They're, They're from an environment that is completely atypical to us. You know, we would not survive at their depth.
2: I also truly believe that if we lived in a different timeline, crocodiles would be a cryptid. I can see that.
1: Yeah, I mean, they... Well, I don't know that they'd be a cryptid because they're everywhere. Yeah. Part of what makes a cryptid is it's hardly ever been seen, and we don't really have proof, wide proof that they exist beyond, like, some crackpot story. But I get what you mean.
2: Yeah, like, crocodiles are weird things that just... I I never fully understood them. I'm not from the South. I've never actually seen them in the wild. I don't know anything about them.
1: I mean, they, they literally look like they're leftover from the dinosaur age.
0: Yeah, they half are, from what I've gathered. They're very close to it. Actually, while we're on the subject of Mysterious Cryptids, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up one from my home state. A little something called the Squonk. Ugh. The the winery. You know what I'm talking about.
1: I do because it's just it's sad. It's the There's, saddest, most, it, it's the it saddest is, little cryptid. It's,
0: it's so sad because of how ugly it is, and I'm not even bullshitting you people. If you wait, wait really? Song, hold on, I'll post a picture of it. There it is. I posted a picture of the squonk. It it is so sad because of how ugly it is. <laughs> so
2: squonks don't find squonks. Attractive is what you're telling me.
0: They might we don't know what I, I, in they just like are self-aware of just how grotesque they look, really. So
1: imagine something that looks
0: kind of
1: like a raisin.
0: I was going to say scrotum,
1: and that it's covered in in wrinkles, and it has these four tiny little Chihuahua-like legs, like just like that you would imagine. It's just like can barely stay hold up this little squashed face. With these giant black eyes that just looks like it's crying all the time. What even is that? Is it is it peeing? Is it crying? What is that?
0: It it just is. It's it's just permanently sad because, you know, it looks like a scrotum.
1: Like, wh- where is this thing and what does it do?
0: Uh, it, it cries, apparently, because it's not going to be America's next top model. I mean,
1: it's just the saddest little like, why? Who would even come up with this? It's like, you know what I saw out in the woods the other day? I saw this wrinkly, sad, pathetic-looking little thing that was just (laughs) crying. And it was so sad that rather than put it out of its misery, I decided I'd just walk away.
0: Oh, God, some of the renditions of it look like something out of Half-Life. Like, I think I've shot this thing in Black Mesa before.
1: Where does one come across a squonk?
0: That's a good question. Let me go to the cryptid Wikipedia page. Cryptopedia? It apparently lives in the hemlock forest of northern Pennsylvania, which, you know, if we're talking about Perry County, which I was told by one of my high school professors, if you want to bury a body, that's the place to do it. I can see. That's fun. Cool, (laughs) professor. Oh, and scientific literature. Let's see what this is. Um,
1: What was that professor teaching you? You know, (laughs) Mob 101?
0: He taught us uh, history, I think.
1: Yeah, I'm going to teach you some history. Don't worry about it.
0: Apparently they have uh, some sort of enzyme uh, involving polymerization or decomposition, uh, dissolving in their own tears. <clears throat> they are that sad. They kill themselves by crying.
2: It's the sup- the shitty superpower of, I'm so powerful, uh, my my tears are so acidic that when I cry, it makes me cry.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know what else to say about the squonk. It's just It's so sad and weird.
0: Oh, people have made stickers and they look great.
1: You say that?
0: I buy a few. Okay, you're not a good metric for
2: taste. Let's be honest here.
0: Hey, you're the one to talk.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I know it takes takes one to know one for bad
1: taste.
0: You know what? You've got me
1: there. (laughs) Hey, I'm I'm not one to judge. I know me. Like
0: you're any different.
1: <laughs> hey, this is between you two. I'm I'm just an observer.
0: <laughs> nah, bullshit. You're in this podcast. You're right or die <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, fine. I'm on team, team bad taste too. But the uh, but I admitted the to that when we did your music Star Wars cost.
0: game, and you've seen how that's gone.
1: <laughs> Good times. One of the other more recent cryptids which is kind of i think really kind of taken off i think pretty much everybody's heard of it now is uh, of course the uh el chupacabra
0: see i thought you were going to say slender man
1: i don't consider slender man a cryptid i consider slender man an internet meme thing
0: i consider slender man a tulpa at this point but that's a whole other conversation i don't think we are we don't have the time nor patience to discuss Tulpas currently.
2: I would argue that Slenderman is not a cryptid because he is not an animal.
0: Well, that's right? what I'm yeah. saying. He's yeah. a he's a fucking tolpa.
2: Yeah, he's just a monster, a regular monster. Um but the chupacabra uh apparently uh only existed after like 2002.
0: Mm. Uh, they really? came about sooner than that. I could uh, have sworn he was from the 90s. No, no. Fir- yeah, you know, the
1: the first the first uh, mentions of it were come, came out of Puerto Rico in the early 90s.
0: So the Puerto Rico Chupacabra was the original Chupacabra. Because
1: where people, farmers kept waking up uh, no in sh- the mornings, and they were finding their goats and sheep and other uh, small farm animals would be dead and would seem to be drained of blood. Eventually, this moved on where cows, pigs, chickens, and even other, other pets were getting killed and people started with uh reporting that they were seeing a uh, a scaly looking creature some said it was bipedal most people reported it walking on four legs saying that it had like a ridge of spikes down its back and claws but the consensus of different pictures and supposed carcasses that have of people that have said they have killed them i think there was somebody out in so either in Texas or New Mexico, I believe, that... Where I would a,
0: believe that. A lady who... I, I know the Texas-Mexican chupacabra is kind of its own thing versus the Puerto Rican one.
1: Uh, but, the, but they said they have shot one and put the carcass into a freezer until somebody could study it. And it is thought that it is some type of either wild dog or a coyote-dog hybrid who is suffering from sort of horrific um mange which has caused most of its hair to fall out which gives it that weird
0: I've heard that unusual appearance. Likely... Yeah. I can see that honestly. I re- I see that more than it being like a cryptid
1: because the 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 typical chupacabra that I've heard of or when when people think of it is this like cross between like a like a rabbit and some sort of rat where it's it ju- hops on two feet but it's like almost scaly. And skin, like almost like it's one of those like uh, hairless animals, but it's got like giant teeth, and it yeah. just sucks blood because because chupacabra literally means goat sucker, I'm pretty sure. but i I think it's one of those where there's truth behind it, maybe not what it's been made out to be, but something was out there caught that people were seeing that was doing these things,
0: yeah, I know I could absolutely see that there's the, the chupacabra is definitely one of those ones that you hear about more than um like, I, I feel like Mothman's a bit more obscure versus something like the Chupacabra. Mothman is more of a meme, I think. Yeah, I can see that. Because it it's just, like, people don't necessarily think of him as a cryptid. I mean, you could see him in, like, superhero comics, for one. Wait,
2: is Mothman in a superhero comic? Well, oh, probably <laughs>
0: something inspired by him. I wouldn't believe it. I know there's mothman erotica, but I don't want to get into that fucking. Topic. Oh, that doesn't count for anything. There's erotica, everything. There's a lot of people that <laughs> would probably disagree with it.
1: <laughs> well, you know what they've said: if you can think it, there's a kink for it. So,
0: if you build it, they will come. Oh,
1: oh, oh!
0: I'm not sorry. Mm-hmm. You should be. I should be, but I'm not. <laughs> so what's your guys' favorite cryptid? That's a good question. Do you have a favorite cryptid? I feel like Jay, you don't have a favorite cryptid. Because I feel like you're not really into cryptids.
2: No, because cryptids are different from monsters. And I do like me some fucking monsters. Um, but cryptids are inherently unmonstery. Cause uh, because they have you have to give an air of realism. You suddenly can't be actually as scary and as fun behind it.
0: So cryptids have to have a bit of realism to them, That's right? What you're saying.
2: Yes, I would argue that because if it's like mm. just a random thing going around, like like Bigfoot doesn't uh, doesn't have like superpowers or like is super so crazy strong, it's just an ape that like is like humanish. The chupacabra. Is just like an animal that goes around eating other animals, they don't have like, yeah, that's that to me is like the one of the defining features, which makes it inherently less interesting for like anything involving them.
1: The heart, the, the nightmare that I had over 30, oh, golly, almost 40 years ago. That I still will never forget of being at my grandparents and hearing this horrific roar out of the uh, out of the woods in a back pasture and seeing this giant Bigfoot come roaring and stomping out of the woods and up to our house. Oh, you uh,
0: you actually my, saw one
1: my grandparents' house, and then we all run inside, and then it's running circles around the house, screaming and yelling and and roaring at us. To the point where...
0: I just have a sandwich of Bigfoot doing a Naruto run around the house. Just like, fuck, <laughs> like, yes sir.
1: And then for some reason, it was decided that I needed to to try to make a run for my house, which was about 200 yards up, up the road from my grandparents' house, and try to call the police to come kill it. So I wait till it's running around to call the other the side of the house.
0: To shoot Bigfoot.
1: <laughs> exactly. And then I ran out the front of the house, jumped on my, uh, my huffy bike and start little BMX bike and start tearing down the the road. Meanwhile, it sees me and starts running and roaring up behind me and gets to me just as I get to the door of the house. And then I woke up Mm. and I still vividly remember this dream, even though this happened when I was in like elementary school. So Bigfoot's or Sasquatch or whatever will always still have a a a hint of fear indu- inducing to me. There is still the terror of this giant, powerful, wild creature that could rip me limb from limb. So to me, that's another reason why it does. But because see the big, going back to Bigfoot, I feel like more often than not, there is this common accepted depiction that they are quiet docile gentle creatures just living with nature that doesn't want to harm any of us but it's a giant fucking ape man if it got mad it is well within its ability to just shred us
0: oh absolutely
1: so in that respect there is something scary about them i mean i've have you ever seen the clip somebody posted they were out i don't remember where they were somewhere in the Pacific Northwest, and they were, like, on a camp, and they heard all this, like, loud noise, undetermined, like, animal noise in the distance, and they turned their their phone or their camera to point, you know, over where they hear the sound, and all of a sudden you just see these two fully-grown giant, like, trees just shaking violently out of nowhere, and you're hearing this, like, it's, like something incredibly large and powerful is, is, is doing this. And it's just something about It's just terrifying. Even though I know there's probably a logical answer to it. It's like, you know, it's a bear scratching its ass on the tree or something. I don't know, but just the image of it. And the, I, mean, I can see that as well. And getting caught up in the moment of there's something scary.
0: It's that magical moment where you're not sure what's out there and it could be anything, you know,
1: I want to believe.
0: Oh, I do too. I want to believe that it's yep. some of the fictional shit that we think of as real.
1: That's why I think, like, ocean cryptids are far more scary. They're also actually plausible, right? Right, because you can't yeah. see beneath the surface. You don't know what might be down there.
0: I mean, not even just that, but some of them have been proven to be true, like the giant squid.
1: Yeah, giant squid.
2: Um, I've mentioned it before in the Deep Sea episode, but, like, the, the, uh, the long fi- the long-legged... Uh, tentacled squid is still absolutely fucking terrifying and really fucking sweet. That thing, and probably still my favorite because God, they are just long
0: and they just do weird stuff. God, I love those guys. Yeah, there's there's some real crazy sea life out there. Like I think it's what's that? It's that the sea dragon that people have seen, where its teeth are just like the craziest looking thing you've ever seen. It's like salt teeth. Well.
1: There's also the oarfish, which is what they believe is a lot of the origins of the uh, sea serpents. Because the oarfish is oh, just this... Is, that
0: might be what I'm thinking of. I it's
1: just remember. a big, flat, silvery fish. The the head of which is, a, you know, it's, it's not very thick. It's, they call it an oarfish because it's shaped like kind of like an oar. But it's just this long, snake-like body, this flat, undulating body that... I have seen pictures of that have gotten up to like thirty feet long, so you see this just flat, undulating thing it It's just a regular fish, but you know, to the untrained eye or at a distance, you're not used to seeing something like that. There's a lot of thought that you know it gave rise to some of the ideas of sea serpents back in the day.
0: Yeah, here there'll be monsters, and I can totally see that where people see something that's some a sea creature that they've never seen before and just antiquated it with some sort of sea monster or like crypt or mythical creature.
2: Oh, who was the man, the Greek man who wrote the the like one of the first
0: encyclopedias? It, it, isn't there some sort of a theory that you know sailors that thought they saw mermaids it was like whales or something? Manatees. Or manatees. I yeah, know that's so- one of them
1: yeah the manatee was thought that now how you could see a manatee and think that that's you know i i don't know but you know maybe maybe if you're a sailor and you've been at at sea for a year you know maybe all the girls in the port back home or look like manatees i don't know
0: whatever it is i don't know i couldn't tell you
2: right okay so it is the history the book is history of animals uh by aristotle and it is...
0: Aristotle?
2: Yes, Aristotle. You know, the Greek guy. Um, the that, fuck? Yeah. He just did a few things. Uh, but the, um, his book on uh, different animals is the craziest fucking thing ever because it is, um, it is eyewitness accounts from illiterate Greeks who have gone to, like, Africa and shit. And they're just coming back and they're describing these... Horrific monsters, and Aristotle just goes, Oh, absolutely, just writes it all down. (laughs) And it is. Yes, it it is an amazing, like, description of some animals.
0: Oh my God. Sounds like an very Aristotle thing to do. Think about how would you describe an elephant? Actually, I have this exact bit of text. Oh man, that's a great question.
1: Yeah, like I'm thinking, if you've never seen anything remotely like that, and you're talking way back in the day, you know, you don't have books and shit to be able to describe. You know, how would you relate what this thing looked like? And if, and even if you did a perfect job describing it, what would you, as another uneducated person with no point of reference, what picture would you build in your mind of it? So, okay, are you ready for this beautiful description of this man? Lay it on me.
2: Okay, um, the four. The four limbs are... Uh, oh, this is rough. The four limbs then serve more or less the heads of the quadruped, with the exception... Oh, I apologize. I... missed... Uh, did it. The elephant does not sleep standing, um, as some were went to assert, but it bends its lens and settles down, only that of the consequence of its weight. It cannot bend its leg both sides up simultaneously. It falls in a recumbent position. Like, it is... He has some really amazing descriptions of, like, of, I think he, um, you get a lot of mythology behind, um, different, uh, animals, just of, I am messing this up entirely. I apologize. I should have done earlier research on this. Yeah. Um, but the idea is because he's just getting word of mouth and is then writing it down, He mistranslates everything.
0: Oh, Uh, I could totally see that happening. Oh, here we go. River
2: crocodiles have pig eyes, large teeth and tusks, uh, and strong as nails, and impervious skin composed of scaly plates. They are seen but poorly underwater, uh, but above the surface, from which remarkable acuteness. As a rule, they pass the uh, daytime on land and the nighttime in the water, for the temperature of the water... Um, is at nighttime more genteel than that of the open air. So, you know, they got pig eyes. Sounds very much like uh,
0: that sort of writing. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Oh, I can describe the bad um, one in my state, Michigan. Oh, please. So it is the Michigan Dogman. Apparently this is the famous one. It's it's a werewolf. Um, Seven foot, blue-eyed canine bipedal torso of a man as a big ol' howl uh yeah that's mostly it
1: if that was real yeah. vince mcmahon would have signed him for wrestling already
0: <laughs> yes so what you're saying is dogman. yes basically it's a it, it
2: is the michigan dogman. that's that that is it i forgot that was the thing that makes so much sense it is an extremely boring
1: cryptid. Have any of you ever heard of the Beast of Gavudan? No. Okay.
0: Can't say that I have.
1: So, I, I really only recently heard about this. Uh, it came up in a podcast that I was listening. And it intrigued me, so I did a little research. So, between 1765 and 1767, a, some sort of creature killed over 100 people, most of them children, in a rural region of France.
0: Oh, what fun.
1: It was described as the uh, the Beast of Gavoudon because all the descriptions came back is it was like a wolf, but it wasn't. It was much larger. Its head was far enlarged. It had different uh, unusual red and black coloring. And it was said to have like glowing red eyes. Um, anytime that they were able to shoot it, it would fall down, and they get back up and run off. They couldn't seem to kill it. So after about a year and all of these people getting killed, uh, King Louis the Fifteenth actually dispatched um, professional royal hunters to go after it. At one point, they had like ten thousand conscripted people between the army and and a posse, and they still couldn't seem to find it. And it kept killing people. Finally. The king's 71-year-old gun bearer, uh, Francois Antoine.
0: What can I do to get that title, gun bearer? (laughs) Uh,
1: Tracked down and shot an incredibly large wolf that was assumed to be the beast. When they dissected it, it was found that there were some human remains in its stomach. And so this was assumed that this was the beast. And although none of the the attacks stopped after this... Um, nobody could be completely certain or convinced that this was actually a wolf. It had a lot of, you know, things about it that didn't seem to look like one. But by the time they were able to get it back to Paris to be studied, the carcass obviously had, you know, fallen apart and was... uh, Of
0: course, that'd be convenient.
1: Right. So if you throw out all of the... The, you know Because you're talking about mostly uneducated peasants and stuff, and there was a lot of fear and stuff.
2: That's rude. Don't call a Frenchman uneducated.
1: <laughs> Late 18th <laughs> century, I'm making an assumption. Um, but the, the assumption is that some sort of, of hyena, wolf hybrid, happened out in the wilds, and that there was a type of hyena at that time that existed that Mm. all the markings, all the physical descriptions of this wolf um, would have matched what one of these could have looked like. And so the theory is maybe there was a small breeding population of them out in these woods. And that that's why it kept getting this reputation of being unkillable because they'd kill one and then there'd be another one and another one and another one. But it, there's a lot of theory that it was this creature that spawned a lot of or really gave rise to the to the wolfman um, myth that it's although that already existed it's that this particular cryptid is is the one that really cuz it it was a thing it existed it happened it's lots of doc historical documentation on it but the theory is that it, it it was more than just a regular wolf but it so captured the imagination of the, of the people even the entire nation really the stories of it that this gave rise to the, or made more popular the, the Wolfman trope.
0: I can see that. Just something so monstrous, it's impossible to kill. Or at least it seems that way. I wonder how
2: much the, um, TV and movies have really, like, made people more and more interested in cryptids. I would say a fair bit. Cause you don't need, um, TV and movies to make people interested in animals. Everyone's always loved animals. But specifically cryptids where it's half fake uh animals or just like uh weird edge cases. You don't yeah, you don't really see like cryptid hunting stuff before like
0: the seventies, right? No, I think the seventies and Bigfoot really is what helps that take off, honestly.
1: Yeah, mankind has always liked a mystery, particularly one that is you know, that borders on something approaching mystical or supernatural. But there was a huge uptick. And and again, I know this is well before your time. There was a big uptick in mainstream interest in cryptids and similar type things that came about in the 70s and 80s. You started to see a rise of all these shows like Unexplained Mysteries um there was one that that was around in the 70s that Leonard Nimoy hosted that was kind of the same thing that would explore these you know weird little things it's kind of like the shit that uh, history channel does today and i'm using history channel with air quotes um, <laughs> as you should like it's all of this pseudoscience and and things because people want i think it's part of human nature that if there's something that's not exp- that we we can't personally explain or the average person can't rationalize, then we want to fill it in with something that we can. And so having cryptids, having these mysterious, unseen, unknown, uh, undocumented things, you know, it, it gives us something to be, to chase, something to be interested in. Because we kind of, I think as part of the human condition is we want there to be a little bit of mystery. We want there to be a little bit of a tinge of, you know, big, scary universe of stuff that we don't know. And I think yeah. that's what intrigues us, because that, that drives us, curiosity.
0: I think you're absolutely right there. Um, you know, I, I I think that we do need that bit of mystery, in a sense, to uh, push us forward into things. You know, what, what is out there? What's waiting for us? I think that's a lot of the reason, you know, we've gone the lengths we have with exploring, you know, sailing our ships past the edge of the map or going to the moon or even Mars at this point there's so much to that sort of mindset. And I think having those sorts of stories, you know, whether people believe them or not is important in that sense, because it, it, it's sort of this belief of things that are possible and, and that inspires people to do great things. I think that is a perfect
2: spot to end the podcast. I would agree. agree. All right.
1: Let, let me say just one last thing. Sure. No, 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 I'm pushing the button now. Yeah, yeah.
0: not this fucking show.
1: Yeah, my, which my one final thought is: when the Mothman comes around, you better fucking have all your safety check reports in in line.
0: Oh my
2: god, he is going to yeah. pull out like little tiny glasses, and he is going to be checking everything.
0: He's going to pull out tiny glasses and the biggest clipboard known to man. <laughs> and
1: he's got just like these tiny little half moon reading glasses to perch in front of his glowing red eyes.
2: They're like the the ones that are like half moons as well. They're cut off and everything. <laughs>
1: exactly. Oh yes, yes. Oh, they're like the ah uh, oh, shit. I forget what they're called. But it's like the ones that like Teddy Roosevelt wore. Like they just they just like pinch on the end of your nose. God, I can't yeah. remember what they're called now. That pisses me off.
2: Um, and and of course, whenever he gives someone gives someone a report, he files it in triplicate. But he keeps the red version, and he always winks. <laughs>
0: Absolutely.
1: (laughs) Winking Mothman. You heard it here first. Yep. Oh, man. This is dumb.
0: Yeah. Of course it is. It's on brains. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh, that was great.
2: Yeah. Sounds good. Goodbye, everybody.
0: Well, I'm never putting my hand in that box again.
1: Stupid
2: bitty Jesuits.